Hey, this is Frugal Stew with Bitcoin Fi here again to talk about what you need to know before you invest in cryptocurrency. And the first thing that I think you really need to be on top of is security. You should learn a little bit about keeping your crypto safe. There was an ad on Facebook I saw not too long ago from Coinbase that was showing how $5 in Bitcoin back in 2010 is now worth about $200,000. So you want to keep your crypto safe because I think there have been many headlines and probably a lot of people have heard about this and this is a deterrent for a lot of people. But there's people that have bought Bitcoin early on. They didn't secure it. They lost it. Now things are a little bit easier these days than back in the early days of crypto when it was a lot more complex um, buying and selling it it's become a lot easier with coinbase and some of these other exchanges but there are essentially three main ways that you can lose your crypto and those ways are number one getting your account hacked by having either weak or reused passwords and not having set up two-factor authentication and I'm not talking about the text message that you get um, when you log into some places that that code because those are extremely vulnerable to what's called a sim swap hack sim swap hack that's like your sim card basically if you're on Verizon or AT&T someone will hack that account and be able to intercept your text code so you need to use an authenticator app. That's one of the first points. If you've never really used one, you need to learn. I recommend the Microsoft Authenticator app. There's also one called Authy, A-U-T-H-Y. That's pretty good. But whatever account you set up with crypto to first get into it, needs to have a strong password. It needs to be a unique password. And by strong password, I'm talking at least 20 characters probably. And uh, let's talk about passwords really quick, this first threat of getting hacked. So when it comes to making a password, there's a couple of things you might want to do. I use a password manager, and it's called LastPass. There's a bunch of competitors to LastPass. Uh, I can't think of what they're all called right now, but just Google it, and you can figure out which one might work for you. It does cost money now to have like the family sharing one because I've shared a bunch of passwords with my wife. But anyway, it's a pretty good platform. And so for my crypto accounts, my passwords are 100 characters long and LastPass will just auto-generate them a unique, super strong password with tons of characters, special characters, etc. And, and uh, hopefully you just, so what you do is you just have one master password that hopefully is strong enough and that no one will hack so make sure that one is good and I just have to remember that one password pretty much and then LastPass remembers all the rest for me of course I am outsourcing risk because LastPass itself could get hacked and then they get all 500 passwords or whatever I have in there you know there's so much stuff now when we have accounts for everything and that's why people reuse their passwords so I can't remember 100 passwords, but I probably have at least that many accounts. 
But anyway, use um, a password manager if you don't want to write down. Like, I don't think you should write down your password or whatever. I think you should probably use a password manager for crypto and have a strong master password. When it comes to making a strong master password, I find it useful to take a quote from a book or a quote from a movie, a quote from a song. Um, here's an example. There's this silly song I used to listen to in college, and the lyrics are, quote, when sober girls around me, they be acting like they drunk, end quote. And so I just took the first letter of those lyrics. I added some more special characters. I made it, you know, 15 to 20 or 25 characters just by expanding with, you know, dollar signs and underscores, exclamation points all around and in between these letters. But I would never forget the main letters, and then I just had to memorize kind of what order some of these special signs went in, and that was a pretty strong password. And I will never forget it because I know the song. So find a, find the chorus of a song that you like and take the first letter or the last letter or the second letter, you know, Figure out something that works for you. The Bible has a ton of verses. That one might be good for you, whether you're religious or not. Uh, but anyway, something like that. So the second way you can lose your coins is if the exchange gets hacked. There's not a lot of control you can have over this other than choosing a reputable exchange. And I'm going to have more information on this a little bit later. But some of the exchanges I like, I mean, most people start with Coinbase. That's where I started. They've got a really wide selection of coins now. And the fees are not too bad. You're not really paying a spread on the price. And it's a solid place. Uh, I'll just go ahead and list off a few other good ones. Celsius, Voyager, Gemini, Kraken. And I know I'm missing some, but those are some good ones as well. So you just want to make sure you have a good exchange, but there is risk with an exchange getting hacked. So there's not a lot you can do to protect yourself from that. The third thing is that if you store your coins off of an exchange, like on a physical wallet or on a wallet app, it's kind of like you can, you can actually get something like a jump drive. That's called a hardware wallet. You can get a wallet that's on your hard drive. So... Uh, or on your phone, so that's a little bit different, but there's a lot of ways you can take things off of an exchange and put them on basically a hard drive somewhere, whether it's a jump drive, your computer, or your phone. And obviously you can lose that or have that stolen, your phone stolen, your computer stolen, or your jump drive stolen. So anyway, I haven't done that yet. I need to learn more about this, so more to come on that, but I've already talked about how to make a strong password. Um, Two-factor authentication. I already talked about the SIM swap hacks that have happened. So make sure that you use a good authenticator and a good um, exchange, essentially. Coinbase has never been hacked, I believe. So I'm not just talking about your account getting hacked. I'm talking about it's kind of like if Fidelity got hacked. And it's not that they hacked your account, it's that the whole company got hacked and they therefore got access to, you know, the bucket of money that they have and whether or not it's split out to accounts. I don't know how it works, but essentially they could rob maybe Fidelity or Vanguard or something like that. 
So that's one big thing is I would not buy crypto if I did not have strong passwords and a two-factor authenticator. At least I would not buy any meaningful amount of crypto. A second thing is like where you buy it. I mentioned a few good places, but I would definitely not buy it from Robinhood. They are a very popular app. They've recently gone public, and I'll just make a short list of some sketchy stuff that they've done and some blunders and growing pains that they're going through. Um, they forgot to code for Leap Year in 2016. That's a horrible and simple mistake, but because of that, their platform went down. They also did not learn from it and forgot to code for it in 2020 um, on that Leap Year, and that was some very volatile times and also during 2020 um, they had like three major crashes where people were not able to do their trades they had basically no customer support very unresponsive they let a lot of young investors get margin accounts basically they could borrow money against their stocks that they owned with Robinhood and they probably shouldn't have done that because a lot of them ended up upside down this unfortunately I believe led to a few suicides. They also let other young and inexperienced investors trade options and get way upside down on option trading. More suicides came from this. They also will kind of prompt you to trade a lot, which discourages from the tried and true buy and hold behaviors that are favored by the tax treatment. People that don't know about the wash sale rules with stocks. Um, this is caused some major issues with some people getting huge tax liabilities. So I think that's enough reasons for now, but I would just not use Robinhood. They do charge a pretty good spread. They do not give you the best price. They say that they have free trades, but now that they're public and they're disclosing their revenue and where it comes from, most of the revenue comes from trading. So how's that possible? It's because you're not getting the best price. So if you're buying a stock for $100, it's real or like 101, you know, it's costing them 100 to buy it, but the price that you see is 101 and they keep that dollar. Doesn't sound like a lot, but that's how they're making their money. So, I think you should find a real broker for your stocks, someone that's a lot more reputable. And I also think for crypto, you got to go somewhere else. Venmo has also opened up to crypto, and it's a very common app out there. But there are a couple of big issues. The first is kind of the same with Robinhood. I didn't really talk about this yet, but you cannot transfer your coins off of Robinhood or off of Venmo to another exchange. Like if I have crypto on Coinbase, which I do, I can send it to my BlockFi account, I can send it to my Celsius account, I can send it to Voyager, I can send it to a hardware wallet, I can send it to you know, other people, but with Venmo and Robinhood you cannot. You are stuck on that platform, you cannot move it anywhere, you don't actually own it, it's just in your account but they own it. And that's kind of true with the exchanges, but at least you can move it anytime, anywhere you want. With Robinhood you have to sell. So I'm just saying if you put a bunch of money into crypto and it goes way up and you don't want it on Robinhood anymore, you have no choice but to make a taxable event and sell it and then rebuy it somewhere else. Um, and you might also lose out on the price there. 
if you had to sell it, let's just say that you bought a Bitcoin for 20000 and you had to sell it on Robinhood for 60000 there's a $40,000 tax, taxable event um, that you're going to get taxed on, and you're going to have to transfer that money and go buy it somewhere else if you want to be able to move that money around and have the freedom to do so. But maybe by the time all that money transfers out, Price has gone up to 70000 So I'm just saying it's better to find somewhere that lets you control where your coins are and where and where you send them. Now, there's another issue with Venmo, and this is kind of specific to them. It's also with the uh, same issue with Cash App. But if Venmo gets hacked and you have it tied to your normal bank account um, and someone drains that bank account, there is pretty much nothing you can do there are little to no consumer protections. I believe there actually are none, you know, zero consumer protections for Venmo. So you should not, this is something you might want to check, if you have $10,000 in an account and your Venmo gets hacked and they take that $10,000 out of their account and send it to themselves, the bank's not going to help you. It basically looks at it like a debit card. Um, credit cards have so much more consumer protections um, as much as some people struggle with credit cards. Anyway, um, it's just, uh, it's very risky. You can look into it. Clark Howard talks about this all the time. There are some huge risks that people take with Venmo and Cash App, not having strong passwords, um, linking it to their main bank account or to their bank account with their emergency fund. Uh, you should link it to a small separate account with a small amount of money that would not be the end of the world if you lost it because otherwise you can end up in a world of hurt. PayPal might be good. You can buy crypto there now, but they don't let you transfer coins yet. But I read somewhere a while ago that they are going to let you do that, just like Coinbase and all these other crypto-specific accounts and exchanges. But um, so far, they do not have that. So... Um, I think there's like eToro and Webull. I would have to look into some of those. There, there's some competitors to Robinhood. Probably a very similar way that they make money where you're not getting the best price. And, and even on Celsius and Voyager, you're not getting the best price, but you still can move your coins around. And so I still use those platforms. But anyway, just the point is, is that crypto is a whole new animal when it comes to finances. And dipping your toe into some of these coins... Um, you know, on, if you did it on Robinhood or Cash App or Venmo, it's not a, the, a huge mistake necessarily. But if you want to consistently buy or trade or just get into crypto and make it a longer, a larger part of your portfolio, I'd strongly recommend you try crypto first platforms. You'll have a lot more ownership control. You'll have options for earning interest for securing your coins off of an exchange and avoiding taxable events. Some of these platforms you can even borrow against your crypto for super, super cheap, as low as 1%. And so if the coin... Anyway, that's a whole other issue, but um, that's probably why I'll never sell my coins, and that's uh, that's uh, another podcast that I'm going to do later on, but you really need to pick a good exchange, and you really need to focus on security with crypto, well, especially when you're new, and when you're trying to figure out how this all works. Um, if you want to get coached, uh, give me an email. I'd be happy to help you get set up with password managers, with authenticators, and make your first transaction. 
Um, there's ways that you can save a lot of fees with a more advanced platform like Coinbase Pro or Gemini Active Trader. Uh, you don't have to be a day trader to use these, but they do save you a pretty good amount on fees. So let me know if you want to learn more. My email is frugalstew72 at gmail.com, or you can reach out to me on the blog or via the Facebook group Bitcoin Fi, Bitcoin FI. All right, that's it for today. I'll be back again soon with another podcast episode on on uh, good places to buy and and how to earn interest on your money and borrow for super cheap. All right, talk to y'all later.